coming to you live from the Business Radio X studio. It's Franchise Marketing Radio, brought to you by IDS, an award-winning digital marketing agency that delivers integrated marketing solutions for franchisers, franchisees, and franchise development teams. Learn why over 75 brands depend on IDS's team of dedicated marketers and client service professionals to deliver a strong ROI on their marketing investment. Go to IDSFranchiseMarketing.com for a complimentary digital audit and consultation. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Franchise Marketing Radio. It's a great day. Uh, We got another amazing guest. And I want to introduce him now. His name is Bob Moore. He's the Vice President of Development and Operations with United Water Restoration Group, UWRG. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Rob. You got it, Bob. I appreciate you being here. So, you know, I've spent a little time, we talked before we got started and, you know, your background is very interesting to me, right? You've been doing this a long time, worked with some notable brands and very diverse too. So tell me a little bit of how you landed where you are and what you see, you know, what your plan is for for the future at the brand. Sure. I appreciate it. So yeah, I, I have been in franchising for quite a while. This year I passed that 30 year mark. I Started out 13 years with Domino's Pizza. I always knew I wanted to own my own business. I didn't know what, but basically remembered back to one brief stint one summer I worked in a pizza place. And I just remember being, A, it was a fun business to work in. And then it was also pretty busy and profitable. So that's what got me involved with Domino's Pizza. The first six years I worked for corporate and various franchise owners. And then the last seven years I was a multi-unit franchisee. So I've been on both sides of the, the franchise business model. Wow. End up selling my stores when uh, Bain Capital bought the company. They were doing a lot of things that, you know, it was the first franchise acquisition they ever bought. And, you know, a franchise entity is a little bit different. It's not like running just a true corporation. So I end up selling my stores and end up going to work for another, uh, you know, storied brand that was Service Master. Was their West Coast operations director there and, and oversaw five states of franchisees, about 134 businesses we supported. From there, I went on to work for Duncan Brands, another, you know, recognized brand. They own Dunkin' Donuts and Baskin Robbins. And there I oversaw about a third of the country for all things training and, and development related. So what landed me here was I moved to Florida. My my in-laws wanted to move to Florida, get to warmer climate. And they asked me and my wife to be caregivers for them. And uh, so we moved down to Florida and I had to figure out what I want to do when I grew up. And Ended up being introduced to these guys and, and you know, the first emerging brand in franchising. You know, I went to work with these companies that had been around for 70 years, had huge infrastructure already built. And now I land in this seat where we're building the airplane in, in the air, you know. So it's it's very exciting, very fun. It's like working for a startup. So I love it. Yeah, no, I love that analogy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I like to hear it when I'm in the midst of trying to build the airplane in the air, but it's uh, right. it is very true, and it's a great analogy for what you sometimes have to be dealing with when you're in that emerging space. But yeah, I was thinking Dunkin' Brands. Uh, it, it reminds me of Philly. It, you know, we we loved our Dunkin' Donuts. I don't know if they were were they based uh, where did they get started in Philadelphia? I don't remember. So but- they were a Boston-based company, and oh, for about forty years they were regional, and were just up in the Northeast, and then they gradually started just creeping south and they overtook New York and then they went into Philly and and Philly's a great market for Duncan down in that area. They have some great franchisees and and do really, really well. 
Oh yeah. We probably just love it there. We love our coffee and stuff like that. So cool. And, and, you know, obviously Domino, some big, big brands. And what I love guys like you, when, when you're in that, you don't, and I know too, cause I've worked for some big corporations too, in my career, you, you kind of don't realize that you have access to such great resource. And then you're back to a, an emerging brand. And you're like, wow, like we did have some cool stuff over there. Right. Uh, wow. It's a different experience. Right. But it gives you a different viewpoint of, yeah. of different things, you know? And so that's really exciting to, to, uh, to talk to you. So tell me a little bit more. I know that, um, uh, you know, UWRG is in it, like you said, emerging, but not really a new brand. They've been around a long time. Uh, so you have, you know, plans to grow, uh, but tell me a little bit about the brand and what makes it a little unique. I mean, I think it is unique in the space you're in. Sure. I appreciate it. So we, we have been around for quite a while. So our owners, uh, all, all three of our owners are actually, they're Hungarian. They didn't know each other over in Hungary. They met when they came to the States, um, but they founded the company in 2008. They formed the company. They bought a van, you know, put the logos on it, filled it with equipment and went out, started knocking on doors. And, you know, really that's a, in the DNA of our company is that that hustle going out and asking for the business, trying to get the opportunity to serve. And uh, they pretty quickly built, went from that one van up to 15 locations across Florida. And uh, and then they actually became franchisees in, in a plumbing concept. So they're franchisees in a, in a Mr. Rooter concept that turned them on to the, the thought of, hey, maybe we ought to, ought to go ahead and franchise our concept here. Um, so in 2015, they began franchising and, uh, you know, any emerging brand, the first few years are really hard. So when I started a little over three years ago, we had five franchisees. Right now we have 25 and hope to add about 40 more next year. So I don't know where the hardest, the, the hardest part is, right? Like it's all can be hard, right? Scaling yeah. and growing. But man, I tell you, I agree. Those first few, those, you know, call it, you know, zero to 25. I mean, if you get to 25, that's, that's a great accomplishment, right? It, it does get hard in those first few. So good job and, and congrats on that. But what I thought was unique that you shared earlier was that the owners, they did transition to franchising and they do that well. They've got you uh, and, and a big, great team, but. The reality is, is they're still in the business, aren't they? They're still yes. running and successfully uh, running the business in, in, in your market. Tell me more about how that helps uh, franchisees and, and the business uh, thrive. Sure. It's, I, I think it's a, a great competitive advantage because we're not just out there selling franchises. We're, our owners are still doing exactly what our franchisees are doing you know, in our, our 13 corporate locations. So we learn things. We face the same struggles. Um, we have the opportunity to test technology. And I'll give you a good example. Um, you know, we used to have to occasionally send a tech out to pick up a check. You know, the homeowner would get a check from the insurance company after we did a job, but, but they'd have to sign it over to us or, you know, cut a check to us for our portion because they might have multiple companies being paid out of that claim. And that wasn't the best use of labor. And there's technology out there. So we found an app that basically we can send a link to the homeowner they take a picture of the check and they can disperse funds, you know, right from that app. So we don't have to send someone out there to them. They can electronically push those funds to us and we can get paid faster and not have the downtime of having a tech having to go out and, you know, run an errand as opposed to working on a job somewhere or getting the shop cleaned up. So that's one example that, you know, is just, you know, it benefits us to still be in the, the, uh, the business still. 
Um, and then they corporately, they learn from our franchisees. We have a lot of innovative franchisees that they try some things and, and do some things and, and we share ideas back and forth. So it's a great dynamic, I think. Oh, yeah, it's an amazing dynamic. And I think, you know, the franchise industry offers that. We talk a lot outside of the franchise industry uh, about things like consulting or having a coach or having a mentor or, or mastermind that you're involved in. And franchising just inherently is all those things, right? You yeah. built in to a level that, I mean, I'm always amazed at how amazing the franchisees are too. I mean, mm -hmm. you're talking about people that are going to start a business or have had businesses. Most are coming from executive positions or leadership positions. I mean, there's a lot of different people, of course, but man, do you meet some great people and boy, they're smart, right? They, yeah. they can really bring. So it's great because not only it's, it's, it's all the, the franchisees are helping each other, the franchisor and the fran everybody's helping, right? And it's just a yeah. big network. So, um, and we talked a lot, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, I guess it's is it almost three years now since COVID, and boy, it was amazing to see the innovation in the space. I mean, right. you know, it, yeah, people struggle, but boy, I, the only place I would wouldn't be is part of a franchise because right. <laughs> that was the most supportive place to be. Um, but that's awesome. So I, I know that you you told me earlier that uh, obviously there's a push to expand now. Uh, you guys are in a great position to do so. Um, tell me a little bit about the marketing and operations processes that you really have to think through uh, to, to be prepared to scale quickly. And, and so there's two sides. One is obviously as a franchise brand, you want to be successful because if you're successful, well, your success is really your franchisee or local owner's success. But in, in, in helping them succeed, when you're growing quickly, you've got to have the right marketing and operations processes in place so that happens. But t tell us a little bit about what you, when you came on board, what were some of the things you knew had to be there from being with these big brands? Sure. That's a, that's a great point. So coming from these storied brands who are able to grow so large, I, I you know, I'm not really good or, or known for coming up with unique ideas. If, if you talk to the people who work with me for any given amount of time, they'll say I'm world-class at stealing other people's good ideas and implementing them within my entity. So, um, you know, I just look back at my history and, and thought, what were the things that really, you know, made those brands thrive? Not only the brands, but what individual franchisees did. And it came back to a few things. It was, it was, the system, right? Getting clear on what the system is, but not only the system, it's being able to communicate it, you know, it, you know, just simple things. My team did not come from franchising. I'm the only one on my, my support staff that came from franchising, but they all were very successful in the restoration space. So for me, it's a matter of educating them on how to package some things just to make it so it's easy to to recognize and become part of that, that ethos of your brand. And just the simple things, you know, I'll give you an example. When I franchised with Domino's Pizza, um, Tom Monahan's saying the founder used to be always the, the mantra was handle the rush, right? If you can handle that dinner rush, you'll win customers over. They'll call other times. They'll call more often. But that was like one of the mantras that we had, you know, for me as a, a an employee and as a franchisee, hey, let's handle that rush, you know? So product service image was another one. So we've come up and kind of, you know, built some of those things internally to help our franchisees really focus on, on the fundamentals of our business and, and making sure they're they're staying with our with our model. Wow. I was thinking when you were talking about handle the rush, 
um, you know, there is that one thing and there, there is that, uh, I, I come from a technology background. And so we used to talk a lot about single points of failure, right? Oh, yeah. there, there's a lot of redundancies and, you know, computers can't fail in certain scenarios. And so, but that's what you're saying. And, and that's in the workflow and the operation process and the customer service. What is that one thing that if you are good at that, you can, you can win. But if you fail at that, it's probably going to really hurt you. That's amazing to just have that thought process and have that thing to focus on. Um, so, so tell, tell me a little bit more. I mean, when you, when you um, scale, right, and you're going to be adding new, new uh, local owners, what do you guys focus on to get them out of the gates fast? I know, obviously, speed to revenue is important in any brand, right? I mean, the sure. faster they can get up, some take more to get up to speed because there's just more to it. But tell me a little bit about that because that'll be part of your your growth in the future years. But is there some key things you make sure are there for onboarding that really make it work well? Sure. One, one of the things is we've grown. One of the things we found is one of the key positions is having a field marketer, right? So that person who goes out for a franchisee in that local marketplace and is promoting the brand, you know, in the restoration space, I can't predict, you know, who's going to have the next busted pipe who's going to have a huge you know, mold job or who's going to have a fire. I know they're going to happen, but I don't know where, right? So what you do is you go out and market to the people who are, you know, in our world, are the first responders, somebody like a plumber, you know, because if a pipe busts, the first thing they have to do is get the water, you know, turned off and get that pipe fixed. Then they'll worry about cleanup, right? So we, we go out and teach our franchisees, you know, go out there, and start establishing those relationships from day one. You know, um, you know, we teach them about how there's different segments to market to, what are their pain points, how we can help them. And one of the things that I think has been a, a kind of the foundational pieces of our success is we stress so much. It's about the relationship. It's not transactional. You're not going out there market to try and just get a job. You're, you're looking for partners. You're looking for partners out there in the workplace that have similar mindsets about taking care of customers, how to do the work, quality of work, and you align yourself with those folks. Um, and, and that will make for long lasting success. And yeah. you, you're absolutely right. Getting out of the gate quick is important. So we try and encourage our franchisees to have a, a field marketer hired and come to training with them because they open shortly after leaving the, the two weeks of training here in Florida. And the ones who do that are the most successful. Um, but for those who aren't able to, we do everything we can to help support them get one on board as quickly as can and also coordinate you know, digital marketing efforts as well. So my director of uh, field marketing and my director of digital marketing work really, really well together to have a coordinated plan for, for each franchisee as they come out of the gates. Yeah. Yeah. Now I was, th listen very carefully. I, I, I think a lot of brands lend themselves to uh, those B2B relationships or, you know, partners. Um, and that is the best way to diversify your business, right? Uh, and I'm glad you brought up the digital marketing. I was waiting to hear Google because I know in your business and any kind of emergency businesses, it is, you know, look, people are going to Google things. That's what they do. They're desperate. They're a little bit, probably a little worried, whatever. So they Google. And so you've got to play the Google game on some level. Yep. But that is a very, uh, you're very much reliant on something that none of us, and I know as a marketer and as a tech guy that, and I've worked with Google since the beginning that, that they had their platform and, you know, you just can't put all your eggs in that basket. 
Right. You've got to do the foundational work right, right? And be present for your brand. But I do think there is some kind of how much do we do, right? Yeah. Um, and let's get those partners in place. Let's keep growing that. That makes us stable. Then the Google might be the icing on the cake or, or help it all balance out. But tell me, tell me a little bit about that. How do you deal with that idea that a lot of people may not know who you are, uh, they may Google, and you, you kind of answered part of it, I think, right. is, is that the, the other, but tell me more, like how you view yeah. that. Yeah. Sure. So, you know, we always talk a lot about having even buckets, right? You, you don't want to rely on any one source for your revenue, you know, whether, you know, whether it be online or those partners, you want to d- diversify and have multiple, you know, places that, that hopefully you're getting revenue from. Um, and, and, that's great. You've been working with Google from the beginning. You've experienced this because I've experienced it twice, you know, since I've been at the helm where you have franchisees doing all the right things or working with our, our, you know, director of digital marketing. They're doing all the right things or building that piece of their business. And then Google changes their algorithm. And all of a sudden they went from being consistently at the very top of search, you know, and all of a sudden now they're not even on page one. It's like, what, what happened? You know? And so you start right over again. So you know, so we try and build a balanced approach with that. Um, you know, we don't discard digital because so many people, you're right, they, they have their, that phone in their hands. Um, but we also stress the, the importance of those relationships out there with the, the folks in the field that can, you know, pick up the phone and give you a call and, and call you out to a job site as well. Yeah, and no, I still think we're in a world... Um, and I'm a digital guy, believe me, there are markets where it could be purely, you know, digital, but I think in these types of businesses, it is about relationships and there's so many great companies. And when you're aligned with a brand and that's where, you know, being part of a franchise network is so beneficial to say that I'm part of a, a network of really great people that do this stuff at a high level, right? right? That instantly puts you in a different category. And then if you've got, you know, you can talk and you can have a rapport, uh, and be, you know, that's all it takes. We all just want someone we can rely on, right? Yeah. I think. I think that's what I sense. And and I talk to a lot of different businesses, but that's what it boils down to is if I can rely on you to make me look good with my client, then yeah. we're, t- we're going to keep talking over and over. Yeah. And I think that's really all that has to be focused on. And not all brands lend themselves to that idea. That's what's awesome about this, right? Is that you can do it that way. And going back to the Google thing, you know, that's never going to get cheaper. I mean, it, it's just right. expensive. It, it's hard to play the game. I'm not saying you don't play it, but you can't certainly rely on it as a single point of, you know, growth um, in your space anyway. Yeah. Um, well, any space, really. I would never do that. Um, well, that's amazing. So, you know, listen, as we as we wrap things up, we've had a lot of uh, time to talk about uh, uh, marketing and, and, and your brand. In your years, is there something that, you know, you kind of mentioned a mantra earlier. Uh, you mentioned something I want to make sure my people understand and, and they focus on. What, what is, is there a one thing? Is there something you want to leave with the audience that, you know, that you want them to remember or something that's helped you over these 30 years? Sure. It, you know, having, having truly confessed that I don't come up with original ideas on my own and I, and I steal them from other people who, who are way more successful and smarter than I am. I think one of the things that I've seen with all the brands and all the franchisees in those brands, and I just try and incorporate, I, I tried to incorporate it in my company when I was a franchisee, is really focus on culture. 
you know, the, it, focusing on getting the right people on the bus, the right mindset of, of you know, listen, we're a team. It's not about titles. It's a, it, we're a team serving that customer. And, you know, sometimes we have to go above and beyond and do things that aren't in our normal job description or, you know, help out a team member or stay late. You know, but if you get the right people with the right mindset, I think it, it makes it just that much easier to build a team and to serve those franchisees. And then we have a lot of conversations with our franchisees about that. You know, I challenge the franchisees in, in training. I ask them, why would someone want to come work for you? As, it's a legitimate question because they have a lot of op- opportunities out there. So why you? Why you? Why your company? I said, if you're not thinking of the answer to that question, you're going to be behind. But if you can have a good answer for that and create an environment where people want to come to work for something other than a paycheck, you're well on your way to, to building a, a, a wonderful company. Because at the end of the day, you, you don't build a business. You know, you don't scale a, a business. You have to grow people. You have to develop them, teach them, you know, and grow them um, to help go out and, and you know, increase the, the revenue coming into your own business. Well, I'm stealing that one from you. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Uh, uh, success leaves clues. Uh, yeah, like I absolutely. I mean, that is that the first part that you said, and then the last part. You're right. It is about growing people. I love that. Um, it's not because I've seen that 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 one sort of core problem in a lot of a lot of business especially smaller ones you know they right. they don't have all the you know they haven't been on the other side of that but it is about people and people do amazing things yeah they just want to be part of something something special something that's cool something that's worth putting their time into and then all of a sudden they they let it out and and they they do a lot more and so now you, you've got great people. And, and that's really what I've ever noticed with brands that scale or are successful. That is it. It's a, it's a group of amazing people, amazing recruiters, amazing comp plans. I mean, you know, yeah. and of course, the products and services are also amazing. But yeah. you can't really deliver amazing products and services if you don't have amazing people and they're not taken care of. Yeah. I mean, that's so important. And just part of taking care of them is, you know, putting them in the right position, giving them the right resources so they care, right? It's not yeah. a paycheck. It's, it's yeah. what I do. Well, awesome. It's, in- that- it, it, it's yeah. interesting too, because you, you talked about our future growth and things like that. And and we had our first franchise conference re- recently. And one of the franchisees stood up and said, Bob, I'm all for helping to grow this brand, but I love how it feels right now. I love your team. They, I feel like they personally care for me and my, my company and they, they're invested in my success. I want to make sure we have that when you have a hundred units, 200 units, you know, things like that. And I, you know, I looked at my team as he was saying that. And, you know, after the conference, I challenged him. I said, listen, we're going to grow and we're going to add people. So if you're adding people to your team, I want you to be comfortable that these are going to be group interviews and we need to protect what we have right now, because this is really special. You don't see this a lot. And what we've built so far and the, the teamwork, the way we work together is wonderful. And that means we all challenge. So if I'm bringing someone on board and you don't think they're going to be a good fit, you need to 
stand up and, and challenge me, you know, with that. So we can have that open, honest dialogue and because, you know, that can, that can end just as quickly, you know, and unfortunately, so, you know, it's one of those things that, uh, that definitely, I, I can't take credit for that. A lot of that is Gary V. Some of his TikToks, he has some great ones. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's amazing. Uh, no, but that, you know, listen, that is, I, I love that though. And it's a reminder. It's a, you framed it differently for me. That's what I liked about what you said growing people, really focusing on that because they grow the company. And what you just said is so important. Then you become good at getting more of you. <laughs> like, how do you become, how do you clone yourself, right? Yeah. You guys are doing great. You need a team now. And then it becomes that, then you have to kind of do that correctly. But amazing stuff just to be thinking of. Anyone who's listening, that's what you want to be thinking about. Um, so before we we end the show, I always like to ask, you know, so so the, the listeners can tune into you guys. Is there a website uh, they can check you guys out both at the brand, you know, your services or, you know, the opportunity. Sure. If you're interested in, in growing with us and becoming a franchisee, uwrgfranchise.com um, or unitedwaterrestorationgroup.com. Um, if you are in need of our services, you can uh, go on there and find your local provider right there. Awesome. Well, Bob, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate you giving us some time today. No problem, Rob. Thank you much, so much for the opportunity. You got it. I just want to thank everybody for tuning in and bye for now.